0: Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. On the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast, I feature entrepreneurs while I discuss ways you can grow your business today. Step onto the Veranda, get a cup of tea, get comfortable, and let's talk shop. Let's do this. Welcome to the Veranda Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Christine Mills. Have you ever been in a situation where you have a job interview that you've been waiting for for a very long time? or wedding, or a special occasion, and you look through your closet and you realize that you have nothing to wear, or your body has recently went through a major change over the years and your style needs a little updating, and you don't know where to begin. Well, these are just a few of the services Jenny Eversol of StyleSpace provides. Jenny Eversol is a founder of StyleSpace.com, a virtual styling platform where you can connect online with expert stylists to elevate your style.
1: Welcome to the show, Jenny. Hey, thanks, Christine. I really appreciate you having me on. I'm so excited. So am I. So, you know, before we start
0: talking about style space, I really want to know a little bit about you, your childhood growing up, and you as a child. What were you like?
1: Okay. So I grew up the first part of my childhood in the U.S., born there. And then we immigrated to Canada when I was about 10 years old. And that really shaped me living in both of the countries. And also, both of my parents are entrepreneurs. So my mom is an artist, a professional artist. And so I would always hang out in her art studio with her doing arts and craft projects. And I didn't realize that was such a unique thing until I went to university and I realized, oh, you didn't just do that. <laughs> and then we were also like, a re- <laughs> I know, right? we were also a really adventurous family. Um, we didn't have TV growing up. We had movies that we could watch on our television, but my parents like strategically took away our cable so that we would focus more on learning and books and, outdoor activities and being with friends and just doing things that stimulated our mind and our soul rather than, you know, TV's great. But like to this day, I actually don't have a TV because (laughs) I think my upbringing and um, so our idea of fun in the summertime too, we, instead of going to Disneyland, we would go on something called the West coast trail. It was a 50 mile long hike on Vancouver Mm -hmm. Island. It's the furthest west part of Canada, and it's in a rainforest. They actually built this hike for people who had shipwrecks because it wasn't the shipwreck that killed them. It was going through the forest that would kill them. (laughs) So we we went through this trail, and yeah, that was like like our family bonding time, and we absolutely loved it we did a lot of skiing in the winter time because there's snow literally I've seen snow on the ground every single month in Canada wow (laughs) yeah that sounds amazing uh, yeah it was it's a magical place like Canada builds resiliency (laughs) like you have to be a tough person to live there and um, I'd also say growing up I was a big idea person and I didn't like taking no for an answer. Or I would always come up with a solution if someone told me I couldn't do what I really, really wanted to. So, for example, I wanted to, like when I was 14, I got this idea in my head that I was going to be a foreign exchange student, like to Germany. And I was just so obsessed with this idea. I came home one day and I'm like, mom and dad, I'm going to be an exchange student to Germany. This is the pamphlet I got from my guidance counselor. And I hope you support me in it because I'm gonna do it whether you like it or not. <laughs> so they basically said, "Okay, well, you know, they knew that if I re- if they resisted me, I'd get like really persistent." So they basically said, "You come up with half the money, and you know, we'll come up with the other half." And so little did they know, I had been saving up money from my part-time job at McDonald's, and I got the money by like a month later, and. So we negotiated. They wanted me to go only three months. I said one year, and then I ended up going for six months. <laughs> and um, it's funny, I'm actually, um, to this, 15 years after I finished my exchange, I actually moved back to Germany, and that's where I live now. Wow. So you moved back to where? So, I, so after my student exchange, I moved back to Canada. I graduated from high school, went to school in the U.S went to Southern California to start my first job in public relations and marketing. That was my degree. And then I did some, a couple other moves in the States. And then my husband came home one day and said, would you like to go to Germany again? (laughs) Would you like, I I got a job offer. Would you like to, and so, yeah, now we're American access living here in Germany and for four years, four and a half years, we've been here and we love it.
0: Oh my gosh! Wow, that's pretty. Neat.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like there's and so
0: much to unpack. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I gave you my whole life story right there in the first five minutes.
0: <laughs> no, no, that's great. I, I first of all, kudos to your parents for being able to provide you with a childhood where adventure is like center, most important thing rather than just like a TV and you could, like, explore the world around you, which part of Canada did you live in?
1: So we lived near Calgary, Alberta. Okay. The oldest part. <laughs> okay,
0: okay. Okay, so, um, you know, every I've been to Toronto and I've been to Montreal. I haven't been on that side mm. of Canada. Um, but I can only imagine yeah. doing that 50-mile hike. That is actually a really good ponding experience, I'm sure, like, you and your siblings really remember that for the rest of your
1: lives. oh yeah, the rest of our lives. That's like all the topics always originate back to the West Coast trial, you know, like remember that time when <laughs> that that <time. laughs> West coast trial
0: <laughs> that's really nice, and so, how was it being an expat
1: in germany i I absolutely love it, like it's we have quite a community here of international people and There's just so many different cultures of people, and our kids get to go to a German school, they're learning German, and we speak English in the home, and it's really helpful that I speak German already, and, like, I think the locals really, um, they like that about me, and it helps the bonding experiences happen a little bit faster, so. Nice. We love it. Well, it's good that you told me that, because I went on
0: your Instagram, and I saw, like, a social that you did, and I noticed that the restaurant was in a different language. So I was like, is that
1: Swedish? Or, yeah. so that explains a lot. Okay, so you're in Germany. Yeah, but our, but our company is U.S.-based, and okay. the great thing about the modern world we live in is you can run a business from anywhere in the world. Yeah. Yeah,
0: you're absolutely right. And especially after COVID or during COVID, it's really changed how we do business. Totally. It's so amazing. Yeah.
1: So how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? So as I mentioned before, my mom's an entrepreneur, my dad's an entrepreneur, and I think maybe it's just the kinds of people that we are, like we just are big idea people. We just love experimenting and trying new ideas, but also I think just watching them with our own businesses, like my dad would rent out aircraft. He was an aviation insurance broker, and so he, on the side, would rent out aircraft to people. That was one of his businesses. He would buy and sell and slip things. My mom, I would help her out at her art shows, and I'd even give her ideas of different crafts that she could try to sell, but I actually started my first company when I was 28 years old, and it started, it's kind of a long, fun story, but when in my mid-20s, I thought that it'd be a really cool thing to learn how to organic farm. So I quit my job in Southern California, and it was in public relations. And I basically, for an entire year, I went to different farms throughout the United States. And one of the farms was in Vermont. And I stayed on beautiful, amazing farm up in the green rolling hills of Vermont with a shepherd and a textile artist. So she would teach fashion designers how to do this textile art called felting where you basically blend wool fibers together with your hands, soap and water and the fibers, they fuse and become one. And you can create really luxurious garments and clothing out of this technique. And I learned it; I became really obsessed with it. So after my one year journey of like going and, on different farms and learning different techniques of felting uh, through my own exploration. I basically decided, like, I need to do something with this felting. Like, I could go back into marketing and PR, but, like, I think I need to do the one thing that literally keeps me up at night because I'm so excited about it. So I just went to farmer's markets to sell my work. And my first farmer's market, I had a collection of about like 15 items. And I was so stoked and proud of myself. And um, yeah, I said, if if something sells, I'm going to continue. And like I made a benchmark for myself. If I make X amount by like six months, then this will be my future profession. So I exceeded my goal after those six months. And that first Ever farmer's market, like people were so excited, and it was just such a thrill and a rush having like my very first clients selling the thing mm. that I created. And yeah, so that's that was my first company, it was called J Hill Felt, and that was my fashion design company. And nice. I even wrote a book and um, my about my felting technique and my fashion designs. And then, um, about five years ago, um, so it was several years into my felting business. I had my first children. I had twin girls, Aww. and yeah, yeah, they they were amazing. And um, as you mentioned in your introduction, like sometimes we have shifts in our body, and I mean, obviously, everyone's going to have shifts in their bodies. Um, that's they're meant to change. And after giving birth to twins, like. I just felt so lost. Like I would call my sister who's a stylist and like, Alicia, what do I even wear anymore? Pants don't fit me. Nothing looks the same. And so she really like helped guide me through that entire process. And and then one day, about three months postpartum, I was invited to give a TV interview for my fashion collections. Um, I had an art show that I was presenting my work at and I was asked to like talk about my artwork and my fashion work on a TV show. And so I was freaking out two hours before the interview started. And I'm like, what am I going to wear on TV? Like, what am I going to do to my hair and my makeup? Because I'd spent like the last six months in, stretchy pants and sneakers. So even though I was a fashion designer creating like really beautiful works of clothing for other people, like I myself was in black, ugly, stretchy pants. It was really sad. Um, so, so yeah. yeah um, so, but I'm like, I've got to get ready for this TV interview. So um, I called my sister on a video call. She guided me through like what pieces to put together to wear, like what was going to be best for my complexion. And then she led me through like a makeup routine and then how to style my hair. And the end result like was so transformational. I, for the first time, like felt like myself again. And it was just like a huge door that opened to a new level of confidence. And I went on that TV show and I'd been on TV several times before. And I just like, I aced that interview so much because like, I just truly felt like my authentic self and like, and I even had people afterwards, like, come and tell me what a great job I did. And they saw me on TV, like, at the show. And, and I just thought, like, if it could be this transformational for me. And, like, I knew of other clients that I served. Like, I worked directly with my clients. And many people struggled with their style confidence. And I also worked with professional stylists. And I did styling myself, like, for my clients that I served. And, you know, I would always ask my, the stylists I work with, like, why – are you not styling everyday people like me? And they're like, well, where am I going to do that? Like I, I do commercial clients like you because like this is where the work is, but I'm limited geographically like to this one region because I'm not willing to travel. So that's the whole idea behind style Space is like stylists can connect with people anywhere in the world. You can have a stylist from New York City that does runway shows and you could be living anywhere in the world quite literally. And, yeah, that's where the idea for style came from and where the entrepreneurial journey started.
0: I love that. I mean, I think everyone, your story resonates with a lot of us because your body goes through changes. It could be weight gain. It may Mm -hmm. be weight loss. It might be postpartum. Um, So you still want to look and feel your best even during those changes. And I find that when you Mm -hmm. learn something that you don't really have to think about, and you feel mm-hmm. comfortable in your own skin it makes a world of a difference and people around you yeah. can also sense that as well and it does and it's not size specific yeah. you i mean it's just like when you walk into a room and you feel confident in that dress that outfit and everything's working for you everyone around you knows that everything's working for you as well it's very interesting how that <laughs>
1: <laughs> it is so true and like it style really isn't about like how much money you can put into it or the labels that you have. It's about like what fits you, your personality, your lifestyle, and like what brings the most flattering angle and silhouette to your body. And like, that is what the art of a stylist brings to you. Like they can help take what you already have, like in your closet and create a masterpiece and, like you feel great and confident, like you said. Like I mean, it's a form of self-care too.
0: Yeah, it makes a world of a difference. And I, I I saw that on your website. You said sometimes it's just a little tweak here and there that can make a world of a difference in someone's style. Can you mm-hmm. go into that a little bit?
1: Yeah. So so sometimes just shifting like where the focal point of your outfit is. So for example if you carry most of the weight in the bottom half of your body and your smaller part is on the top, bringing the eye upward to the top and maybe creating a silhouette where like the, the eye is drawn to your waistline and your shoulders. Um, and then maybe putting the pattern up on the top and that's the focal point, And then maybe a darker color on the bottom. That's just one of the ideas. Like it's a simple tweak, but it makes a world of difference and, um, Yeah. And sometimes just finding that right fit for you. You know, like sometimes people think that they are best suited in one form of pants, but when they try something new out, it can make a world of difference for them. Right.
0: And I see that you also have like different types of stylists available on your platform. You have accessory stylists as well as Um, people with your makeup to help with your makeup as well. And I know in the world of Zoom calls, (laughs) which I find sometimes very (laughs) unflattering, you know, you have an option for that because people are working differently now. So, you know, people might be taking Mm -hmm. a lot of calls online and they want to be camera ready. How has your business helped people in different stages?
1: Yeah, so... Like, for example, one of our clients, she was saying, like, I never turned on my Zoom call. Like, COVID hit, and I basically just lost myself. I stopped doing my makeup, stopped getting ready, because everything was from home, and who am I going to see, so why should I care? But she's like, it was actually hurting me significantly, because I need to be there for my clients. I need to show up. This is part of my brand and my growth, and I want to expand as a person and also, like, as a professional. And so we taught her a special makeup routine that she can do in less than 10 minutes every morning. She could even do it in five minutes if she wanted. And she's like, I turn the camera on every single day. And it's just a a really small shift. I mean, it's only five minutes a day. But like, as moms and busy working professionals, like we put ourselves last, lot of the time and she's like this is my way of every day like putting myself first and showing up for myself for my clients for my family and like it improves my day significantly and that's what she was saying and yeah and also yeah the world has really changed like in a virtual aspect like you can connect with these stylists and they can be invited into your personal space like to teach you things like with your makeup products your hair products or the clothing that's in your wardrobe. And it feels like they're actually there with you, but, you know, they're from somewhere else, like across the country. And um, yeah.
0: I love that. And I like the platform that you're using. So take us through the process of when you were starting it. So you got the idea and you're like, okay, I, I want to help men and women out there. How did you, where did you go next? Because there are some people who are listening to this podcast and they're, they have an idea and they're they're struggling with the beginning stages so what was your thought process in the beginning to make this work
1: okay so as I mentioned so five years ago that's when I had my girls my twin girls and that's when the aha moment came and I was so excited about it. I'm like telling my sister Alicia like we need to do this we need to start it and <laughs> you need to do it or someone needs to do it because <laughs> this is such a great idea and the idea just got shelved because I was busy with, you know, being a parent and also busy with my current business, like my J Hill felt business. And so I didn't really give myself that time and space, but like, it was always there, like somewhere on the shelf, like ready to be taken off at some point. And COVID-19 actually is what really brought it off the shelf, like where all of my art shows and my fashion shows were canceled. And, it really gave me this like incubation period where I could do nothing but like think about this new idea that I'd never given myself time. And I'm like, wow, it's a perfect time too, where like virtual learning is the new norm and we are now communicating in a different way. And like before we had video conferencing and teleconferencing, like that was, it was a thing. I mean, I had done a video call with my sister on my phone, but like, it wasn't the norm until COVID hit. And so that's what really ignited the idea. And my five-year wedding anniversary with my husband, we were supposed to be in Japan on our five-year anniversary, but everything Aww. got canceled this in May. But it was actually a really amazing thing in, in, um, in disguise because we were able to talk about this idea. Like, I, we were... Eating pizza by a river in our favorite city, begin in Germany. And um, I'm just like, I have this really cool idea. What do you think about it? Style. Like, I didn't have the name for it quite yet, but I'm like, so what if you could connect with a stylist to help you with anything style related virtually? And at a moment's notice, you could get help. And like, they could actually improve your style and not just like send you things in a box, but they could actually tell you what is going to look best on you, you know? And he's like, wow, how, why didn't you ever tell me this for what? And this is the <laughs> best idea. Like, like he's like, I'm going to be your co-founder and we're going to put everything into making this idea come to fruition. And so like, and my husband's a very big like doer and like, we literally went home from our, five-year anniversary date and started a Google Doc, like where he was writing, I was writing like simultaneously. And we were just basically writing up a business plan. (laughs) And then the next week we started to get a UX UI designer involved and she helped us come up with like a prototype. And we worked on that for about six months until we felt like we were in a good enough place to start development. And yeah, that's basically how it started. (laughs) It makes sense.
0: And how did you go about selecting your stylist that people can work with around the world?
1: Yeah, so that's where a lot of my fashion and style background came in because I knew which stylists I loved working with and like who could actually solve people's problems. So I basically just reached out to 100 of the best stylists that I knew of or knew and Basically, what we have on the platform are the ones that were the best fit. Nice, that's awesome.
0: And um, I know that it's it's been a journey. You started your business, you acted on it, you created a community. What challenges have you faced so far in the entrepreneurial space?
1: Yeah, so like my in my first entrepreneurial journey, like doing J Hill felt like I found a really quick marketing channel like through art shows and so it was so simple and people just came and bought my stuff but like I feel like when you're creating something new like style space and you're building your own market for it you're gonna get resistance and some people may or may not understand your vision until like you get really big and so I think just always having that belief in yourself and knowing your mission and like plotting your course and keeping steady on that course to achieve your goals, I think that is the most important thing. Um, Yeah. And yeah, right. Um, And like from day one, everything has been like a huge learning curve. Like when I first, like I knew exactly what I wanted the customer to experience, like based off of my own problem that was solved through a styling impromptu session with my sister. Um, so like, I knew what it was going to look like. I knew what stylists were going to be brought onto the platform because like of my style and fashion background. But like, as far as how to do that, I'm like, I think it takes a coder and a designer. And that's all I thought I knew. And then, um, and then like only a couple of months and it will, it'll be up. And that was not the case. It took a lot longer than that. Yeah. Um, so I, I, yeah, I think just it's been a constant learning and growth challenge where, um, yeah, it's it's kicked my butt and in really good ways. Like I, I'm not the same person in from when I started this. And yeah, it's it's been quite a journey. And yeah, and right when you feel like you've mastered something, like you have to jump onto the next. Math, yeah, of course, to like learn the new thing. Right. Yeah. No, I I but completely understand. Yeah, it's and, been a, an amazing journey, though.
0: Yeah. And your your premise of your business is really to help um, clients build their confidence um, through style. Why? I know we we spoke about this a bit, but why do you find that style, um, based on your experience as well as your customers' experience, why is it so important? to help with our confidence as
1: individuals.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I feel like every day, like you wake up and you go to your closet and you're making a conscious decision about like what you're going to look like and who you're, what kind of a person you're going to be that day and the kinds of people you're going to interact with because of how you put yourself together. And like it transmits in the way that you feel and interact with people. And it's, a communication tool for like who you are and what your personal brand is and what your company brand is. It says a lot, whether you think or believe it, it, it really does. It has a huge impact on like your own personal mood and your attitude and the way that other people perceive you. Like I know that when I, for example, go to the clothing store and I am in Yoga pants, no makeup and hair not done. Like I'm I don't get nearly as good of a reception from people like helping me at the store because it's partially because of what I'm projecting and partially what is being read about like how I am perceiving myself in that moment. I'm more like closed to myself. I'm not as confident. But like man, when I am in like my power shirt and my power pants I am ready to take on the day and own that moment. And I we get that a lot from the people that we style on our platform. Like, it, it's quite transformational. And, um, yeah. That's, that's very true.
0: And I know that, like, a lot of people are moving towards, like, sustainable fashion right now and capsule wardrobe mm-hmm. um, where they have, like, a honed-down um, selection of clothes that works well for them and conveys mm-hmm. the style that they're trying to project. How have you used that? I w- I wanted to really say trend because I I think that's where a lot of people are heading. Like less is more. Yeah. How have you used that for your business model for clients? You know, yeah. they we may have a lot of stuff, but it's not really working for us. How have you right. helped clients like weed through all that and create like a really <laughs> I, tightly curated fashion?
1: Yeah, so it is a huge problem, Christine. Like. The majority of people, like, they wear only 20% of their clothing 80% of the time. And that creates, like, so much clutter in your closet. And, like, it clutters your time, too. Like, if you have to sort through every piece to find the actual one that you're going to wear, that takes time. It's frustrating. And so we want you to have a curated wardrobe that you have to think so much less about. And everything that you pull out of your wardrobe should be something that you absolutely love. And we help you work with what you currently have. And, I mean, though we might have suggestions for you on, like, how to complete your wardrobe, how to glue it together with some connecting pieces, how to expand it in ways to make you feel more confident. But, yeah, we definitely take a sustainable approach where we want you to work with what you have. And also we recommend sustainable brands a lot of times, like, most of the stylists on our platform, they have a sustainable approach and they like to give you really good brands that are high quality, that you invest in one time that will last you many, many years versus fast fashion that you're not going to wear more than a couple of times and the quality of it is going to be you know, diminished within a couple of washes. So we want you to invest in really good items that will last for a long time. and But also working with a stylist you will make better choices, and you'll buy fewer of the right choices. And it saves you a lot of uh, – it saves the planet, and it also saves uh, money and time in the long run.
0: That's very true.
1: Thank you for pointing that out, because
0: sometimes people are like, oh, salads are just for a clients with lots of money. But sometimes it's actually uh, something that you need to do to make sure you save money and time so you're not just aimlessly buying right. things that doesn't really work for you.
1: Yeah, well, it's really a life skill. Like just like you would hire a mechanic to fix your car or an accountant to help you with your finances. Like you wear clothes every single day of your life and you make these purchasing choices like every single month, you know, people shop, some people shop daily, some some weekly, some monthly and you're making these choices, so you might as well make really good choices. And it ultimately is an economical choice by working with a stylist and helping you hone those life skills. And you'll feel a lot better about the choices that you actually make. And the styling services that we have on our platform, because we connect people virtually, we you can actually save a lot of money on the stylist that we have on our platform. Like It's very economical. Nice. Well, before we go into
0: rapid-fire questions, I just want listeners to know how they can learn more about StyleSpace and working with you all.
1: Yeah. So, stylespace.com is where you'll find StyleSpace and all of the amazing stylists on our platform. And you can choose from up to 50 different styling sessions. And whether you're looking to upgrade your makeup routine and find better products that work for your skin and your lifestyle – or you are looking for a new hairstyle or a new hair color, we have a hair color master on the platform that can help with that. Um, And also something that's really big right now is personal branding. And if you're looking to upgrade photos on your website, a personal branding stylist can help you with that. So um, you choose your styling service and you book it according to your availability and then you connect with your stylist and they will give you a style plan after you connect and that will help you achieve your dream style.
0: (laughs) Awesome. All right, now we're going into rapid-fire questions. Are you ready?
1: Oh, yes, I'm ready. (laughs) (laughs) Your favorite city.
0: Paris. Oh, Paris, okay. Um,
1: Coffee or tea? Definitely tea. Favorite book? How to Win Friends and Influence People.
0: Oh, that's a great book. Yeah, that's a really good book. Uh, cake or pie? Oh,
1: cheesecake, definitely.
0: <laughs> cheesecake, okay. Uh, favorite vacation? <laughs> New Zealand. And favorite accessory? Ooh, belt. Belt. And the last question, if you can spend an afternoon on a veranda with anyone living or deceased? Who would it be and why?
1: Sarah Blakely living because she is my favorite entrepreneur in the world. She's so inspiring and she's inspired so much of my entrepreneurial journey. And not living anymore is Eleanor Roosevelt. I think she shapes so much of our world and she's so inspiring. Well, thank you
0: so much for stepping on the veranda with me. And um, I, am, I enjoyed learning so much about your company And again, how can listeners learn more about StyleSpace?
1: Check us out at stylespace.com or go to our Instagram page, stylespace.official. And thank you so much, Christine. I really enjoyed being on the veranda with you, it was really fun. Thank you
0: so much.